0: Excellent. Okay. I think it's been three weeks now since we did the introduction to the church um, that we've been called out of darkness that we're a part, we're a part of the, the people called by God to do something yes we do come in from our lives when we come together we make people we enjoy the social aspect of this church but there's god's called you for a reason okay um and i want to tell you for today what the church is not okay what the church is not I'm The church is not a social club, we don't come to church to improve our social life because Sundays are boring and I can't think of anything else to do anyway and there's nothing on the telly so I'm not to go to church I mean I know so and so and so and so goes you know we have a good laugh do we actually to be honest and it's okay and the songs are okay. And so I think, I think I'll I'll go to church. It's nice, because afterwards you always get tea and cake over the road. You know, I can help myself to that. Well, that's a good way to start coming, potentially. But it isn't the way for it to stay when you do come. Another um, funny thing that happens is when you've got... Friends who come with you to church, people who you know known outside church, right? And they're next to you worshiping God, and you watch them, and they're watching you, and you're kind of careful not to do too much, not enjoy it anyway. There's a little bit of um, issues sometimes. It happens with family members it happens with husbands and wives who come to church and get born again and everyone's you know the wife's weighing up the husband the the friend or the brother who's known you all your life and you kind of do this and they go and you go you know and you're so conscious of them knowing what you're like that you don't actually enter in you don't grow, you, you know, you're careful um, not to do anything. Even when God's encouraging you to do something and grow you, you don't do it because there's a super consciousness going on. And, and people who know you can be kind of, I call dream thieves. Because God puts something in your heart and stirs you and, and you're encouraged by the praise and the worship, you're encouraged by the truth that you're hearing and you want to do something, but you just kind of don't step out or can't do it because while so-and-so's hearing, what are they going to think? Do you get it? Listen to this. Our friends and family can be some of the biggest stumbling blocks to our church growth. Because when we come to church, God's calling us out, like we're talking about. We're calling calling us out, not to a social life, but to something new in our life. He's giving us purpose, he's put things in us, he's invested talents and gifts for us to use for him. The Bible says that when we've been made brand new creations, we become priests and kings. I'm not asking you what you feel like. I'm asking you and telling you what the Bible says you are. And when you come to church, you can learn how to be the priest, how to issue, issue your Priestly talents the things that God expects of us when we come to know who we are in Christ because it's more than a Sunday from 5 to 7 church is about your lifestyle forever I hope we are we hate what we were when God's shown us sin in our lives and we don't want to be that person anymore because Jesus is real in Mark chapter 6 verse 3 listen to this, this is what it says Jesus was there amongst the people of Israel wanting to do some miracles one who's the work of God, and he couldn't do many, couldn't do much. It could be says this, look, he says, Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, and the brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon. Are not his sisters here amongst us? And they took offence at him. I'm reading the earth. And they were in offence at him and were hurt. That is, they disproved of him. And it hindered them from acknowledging his authority. And they were caused to stumble and fall. Because people saw Jesus not as the son of God or the son of man. But as the carpenter's son. And there's Chris there. He's Dot's nephew. You know, Rachel's husband. What's, I've known him for, for all my life. And people, they said that they were offended. People see us for who we are. You some of you've known me from a long time ago. We've known each other. You've seen someone you know, we judge people. And what I'm saying to you, church, is give people the space to grow. People who you know. People who you know that then this is not the person I knew before he's born again God wants to use him and he might use him in a completely incredible way that's astounding and yet your tunnel vision of that person be cause you to stumble because God wants to use him in a different way than and better than you maybe if there's such a thing, in a different way to you, but this is what it says: "Is not the this not the carpenter? The son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph, and Judas and Simon are not his sisters here among us, and they took offence at him, and hurt. They just disapproved of him. They couldn't work. This is just a man. He's grew up with us." and it hindered them in acknowledging him and we have to understand church there are people who we've known for, for a long time amongst us already and we need to release them love them and be friends of course but release them into the calling that God's called them family members don't see your brother as your brother who's been around all your life God wants to do something with him Your sister, God wants to do something with her. Your mother or your daughter, God wants to do something. We need to be encouraging each other. The Bible says, regard no one to the flesh. In other words, don't just look at their outside appearance. That there's a spirit person in there who's alive and connected with God. And they just might have a talent, not... Talent. they might have a gift that god's given them that you haven't got i think it's especially poignant with you know close-knit husband and wives you know people who have known themselves known each other for a long time family members we've got to recognize and want to push Encourage people, push probably the wrong word, encourage people into the fulfillment of what God's calling them into. And that's another reason why we go to church. Because God's put investments in all of us. And I know as the leaders of the church, we want to encourage you guys into the calling for which God has called you into. And I guarantee it's about serving we've all been called to serve in one way or another so if someone you know is close to you and they, the Holy Spirit's touching them and encouraging them and they want to lift up their hands and worship don't discourage them don't laugh don't make them feel like they shouldn't. Maybe just because you can't be stir up the faith to do that. Do you know what I mean? But let's be an encouraging body here. That we want to see the best in everybody. That we won't point the finger like the elder brother. Yeah. Some people come to church because, man they just got a classic personality people just like them you know and they're just drawn to and and, you know people follow them listen to them what they say they've got lovely charisma and they're really nice people to be around and god i know i've thought it myself he'd be a great christian christian she'd be a great christian but There isn't any qualification. We, we can't bring anything into the kingdom We God. We can't bring anything into the church. None of our talents amount to anything. There's nothing we have that God wants except our God loves us. God loves us. That's the qualification. There's nothing we can bring in. We didn't give enough money to earn Jesus' attention. We didn't help enough old people to make him want to feel warm towards us, to give us some kind of deserving invitation into this church. When I say the church, I'm not talking about over the Free, I'm talking about the body as a whole, the world, global church. Nothing. We've done nothing. Just realise this, it's really important. This is the qualification. I'm going to read it out. We won't pull it up because it's a little bit of a long one. But listen to this. Because our qualifications in this... Okay. You'll get a a qualification from what I'm saying here. And it says this. For since, in the wisdom of God, the world, through wisdom, did not know God. It pleased God through the foolishness of the message Preach to save those who believe. Jews request a sign. Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified. To the Jews a stumbling block and to the Greeks foolishness. But to those who are being called Both Jews and Greeks, Christ is the power and the wisdom of God. Because listen to this incredible. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men. And the weakness of God is stronger than men. For you see your calling, brothers. Not many of you are wise, according to the flesh. Not many of you are mighty, you were, not many of you are strong. Not many were noble, but were called. Here we are, here's our qualification. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world. To put to shame the wise. God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. And the base things of the world, the things which are despised by the world, God has chosen. And the things which are not, they're nothing, they're... These are the things he's chosen so he can bring to nothing the things that seemingly are something. Do you understand what I'm getting at here, church? So that no flesh can glory in God's presence. There's no right for any member of the true Church, to have any qualification to receive God's forgiveness. It's been through the foolishness of priest preaching how God's brought us out, and we've come to a place where the Gospel's been spoken. We may have come two or three times, but something happened. For whatever reason, but what was you he was hearing was igniting the faith which God put there and he was winding you in like fish because it's what you needed to hear and we were called out, pulled in the greatest fisherman, Jesus, who's brought us in to a net called church. not we've just been brought in we've got nothing to offer him except, except tonight we're understanding that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever would ever believe won't perish without everlasting and we're, I'm looking at you past your flesh and knowing your bright light. Church, the light of the world. We we need to encourage ourselves and realise that we're a part of something I want to read this one right. It says, When we come to God, we have no qualifications, no credentials, no brownie points or blue Peter badges to justify why God would call us. Our being chosen is contrary to any gift that we might have because without Jesus, we're lost, helpless depraved, without hope. purpose and our best intentions and our hardest work at being respectable leaves us a million miles away from God in Jesus and our every effort is pointless But God even while we were still sinners Romans 8 says God died for us. Hallelujah. Our worth is in the value. This is really important. Our worth is in the value God puts on us. The moment he puts his hand on us, we suddenly become priceless. Any jewellery, jewelry, that's worn we put jewelry on to make us look good and feel good but I want to tell you when we wear them things we make them look good because God loves us we're his valued possession he's the one who sent his son To go through hell and high water to purchase you, to pay the ransom for you. To do what? To get you into a place like this. To get a hold of the potential that God's invested in you so that we as a body of people can go out there and do God's work for him. Jesus was one man, but now, according to Peter, we're a holy nation, a holy nation, a chosen generation. We're the people of God. You're the person of God where you are. You're the light in the dark where you are. And when we come together, there's authority and power because we're together, the church, the body, walking and moving together. And we have got a responsibility on the area around us. We have got a responsibility. Because it's in a mess. And God's called us to do what Jesus did. To walk amongst the people of his Israel. Or true disease. And the surrounding areas of our Israel. To share the truth. To plunder hell. And populate heaven. And you do it with the with this incredible message that we've got with this incredible Saviour whose spirit's in you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. People are going to call you foolish because of the things you declare to be true. If they haven't already... You need to open your mouth, maybe. God has chosen the weak things of the world to shame the mighty. We can stand in the midst of a lion, of a Goliath, and fear not, because God's with us. He's chosen the base things. To shame the things that seem to be authoritative and wise. I want to put something. No flesh can glory in God's presence. <clears throat> There's no qualification. No qualification. You haven't done anything, He's done everything. And maybe it's our turn. Because of what Jesus has done for us, that we can let Him, we can let Him carry on going through the process as we get knowledge of Him, to have the faith enough to step out and do the things that He's called us to do. You know, if God's called you to do something, He's equipped you to do that too. He doesn't dangle a carrot in your way. And you keep trying to grab hold of it and never quite get it. God's already given us everything that we need for life and godliness. All the things we need to do in the things that God's called us for, they're already in us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Colossians 1 verse 12 to 14 says We're giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints of the light. He's qualified us. He's given us the inheritance that belongs to the saints in the light. And the next verse says He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love in whom we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sin he's he's qualified us don't ever say i know i'd be a good asset lord in the kingdom i'm the one i'm your man (laughs) <laughs> Lord I thank you because you've qualified me without you I'm hopeless and depraved helpless, unable no good and yet you've put the worst on me I was thinking about this a couple of weeks ago, I don't know if it's gone yet but Bob Dylan had the, the lyrics to um, Like a Rolling Stone written on four pieces of paper He was written in 1967 in in a hotel while he was waiting to do a gig on the night and he went to Sotheby's and they reckon it's going to fetch two million dollars for four pieces of paper and I was thinking about it, oh, wow. it's amazing but it's worth it because that's how much people would pay for it, that's the value do you understand? the the auctioneers have a little idea what the price might be but it's it's how much someone's going to pay in order to get these four pieces of paper do you know, that's the value well, God sent his only begotten son his only son so how much does he love you? That's our value. That's why we don't do the things that our flesh wants to do. Because God's poor value on us. Why would we want to tarnish that? Why would we get in four pieces of paper that someone spent two million pounds for and screw it up? Why would you do that? That's what it's like when we go out and hit the desires of the flesh as Christians do you know what I mean? We kind of rubbish God's value but you know even in that area God does not devalue us. we devalue it. we devalue people not him not him. Hallelujah you know. The church, the church, is God's most powerful weapon on the earth today. Jesus could only go and affect as many people he did as one anointed Christ. We are a whole church of anointed Christians. looking at your faces. Uh, just thinking, I wonder who's gonna take the the baton of the calling that God's put in them. In your quiet time, who's gonna take the baton of acknowledging the Holy Spirit's voice and say, you can can do this. Right now, as I'm talking to you, I know the Holy Spirit's talking and has been maybe for months of direction. He wants you to do things and you've been making lots of reasons why it's it's not you he's asking to do it. At the timing doesn't seem right now. but whatever it is, just wondering which one's gonna pick the baton up and off the go, running off into the calling, what's God's called. And that could just be up the road. It could just be down the road. It could be like Jackie Pullinger, who, as a new Christian, She couldn't get any missions people to take her on because she was just a young Christian. And she picked up the baton and got on a boat and said, Lord, tell me when to get off. And this boat was going to go around the world. Tell me when to get off. She knew God was sending her out, and it was enough for her to get on the boat. she finished up in the war city hong kong incredible story we've had a video in church maybe a year and a half ago or more of all her escapades in the war city in hong kong but this is every single one of us incidentally do you know, we're all normal people here, but we supernatural life living in us, man. The potential, the church. We're called to go and s- these people. Imagine what um, Imagine the, the the wars going on in the Crimea right now and that the, uh, all the, the conflict and the, imagine that the work that, that it's, it's around us in the spirit, angels and demons at work, confusing and hurting and abusing and bringing fear and contempt to families. We know it is we work with them. And yet, God in Jesus is the absolute solution. And if He's the solution, what are we? We're a part, a vital part of the harvest in these days. A harvest in this area where we are, and we're called to serve each other. This is not a social club. This is about. An empowering and an equipping of the saints. It's about connecting with each other, realizing Christ Jesus and his calling and purpose from which he has called every one of us. Every one of us, specifically for reasons. I used to think, why am I here? Where did I come from? Where am I going? Those thoughts don't come to me anymore. I've got them answers. And we all should work to be more. This is part of the reason of church. This is why we read the word. This is why we pray. This is why we think about God. Because God wants to talk to you. Direct you. And help you. Amen.